I'm so pumped to be here to get to share this with you. It's a great honor for me. So Defy Ventures is where we transform hustle from illegal hustling like drug selling and, and gang leading into legal entrepreneurship and transform lives holistically and run Shark Tank style pitch competitions. You'll recognize a few familiar faces. Eve is the chairman of my LA board and so I better do a damn good job today so I don't get fired. Um, there's Eve actually hugging in prison. Uh, there's Kara, and Kara from up front, uh, next up for us is launching a women's prison in LA so that we have something especially for all, all the ladies, but ladies can come to the men's prison as well. And then of course we have Mark, our OG uh, board member here, and that's, that's the picture that I'm showing you first, but the picture, that, you know how Mark likes to act all tough? This is a picture that he really wanted me to show you of him in prison. And uh, now I'll show you a few pictures that Mark maybe doesn't want me to show you of him in prison. Um, that's him and his white boy dance moves at the prison. Um, and it only gets better here. So uh, that's Mark and Brad Feld dancing on the prison stage, thinking that they are the bomb.com. And uh, how did it work out for them? Well, they ended up getting a standing ovation. And uh, there they are feeling pretty proud of themselves, fist bumping. Techstars is a funder of Defy. We're a 501c3 nonprofit and we received a grant from them and then I got to meet Brad and uh, Mark and Brad gangbanged on the prison trip by in inviting all of their friends. Gangbang is not what you think it means. It just means uh, joining together in a positive legal bang gang. So I wanna start by asking you, why did you come to my session? I mean, this isn't something about venture capital, it's sort of venture capital for incarcerated people, but why'd you come here today and what do you want to get out of it? I like to be a very upfront person and my motivation to be here today in the next 25 minutes is to sell you so you want to come to prison with Mark on February 23rd and so you want to give me all your money because I run a nonprofit organization. That's a picture of me, the one with the bangs, when I was seven years old. My father is a Hungarian Yugoslav immigrant and when I was seven, he wanted to bring my family over to this country because he said that America is a land of liberty and justice for all. And I grew up believing that, being a, the most pro-America little kid ever, until I was 26 and got invited on my first prison visit and realized for the first time that Oh, if you're white and rich, you can basically pay your way out of almost anything. But if you are black and poor, you are very likely to get screwed over by our justice system. And so Defy is my best effort at leveling the playing field for our, in our country. What would it be like if you were only known for the worst thing you've ever done? It's kind of dark in here right now, but I'm asked for a show of hands. How many of you did something really idiotic and maybe something arrestable by the age of 22? Look around. Okay, now they, they lit it up so we can all see each other and very nice. Um, yeah, so what labels would come with that? And how would your, your career have worked out if you got busted at such a young age? Well, 30% of 23 year olds in our country have a criminal history. Maybe this doesn't affect you and your family and your neighborhood, but on the other side of the tracks, it affects almost everyone. Of people who go behind bars, 76.6% of them are rearrested within only five years. I think 23 is just a little young and ripe to permanently write people off for the rest of their lives.
So maybe you accidentally sat in this session and you don't care about prison, so you're like, yawn, who cares, prison stuff, it's not my cup of tea, I'd rather invest in inner city youth. Well, the country needs you to invest in inner city youth, but a lot of philanthropic dollars and talent goes into kids and cures, and my sector gets sloppy seconds. So the case I would make for that is I have yet to see a single after-school kids program that is more effective than a committed parent in the home who is teaching the right values to their child. So it defies a lot more than a shark tank. We're holistic and we teach parenting from behind bars and that picture is in a prison, the one that Mark came to right there with our parents, our dads and their kids that are moving forward with the whole family unit. And that's what I live my life to do, to reverse generational legacies of crime, incarceration, drug use, and poverty. 70% of children of incarcerated people end up following in their parents' footsteps to prison. Imagine if you are born into this legacy. The day that you are born, there was a pine box and a prison cell built with your name on it. What legacy were you born into? And what are you doing with that legacy to make this world a better place? Are you having all the impact that you would like to have? I'm gonna tell you my story. I started my career fresh out of Cal, working for Summit Partners, dialing for dollars. And then I worked, I worked for a private equity firm in New York City. And when I was 25, I could tell that I was really good at sourcing deals, I was a good shark. And I could tell that I was gonna make a lot of money, but a lot of the partners and rich people that I knew, cold calling on all these successful CEOs, didn't seem to have great fulfillment just making piles of money. So I started asking them and myself the question, if I died today, why would my life even matter? And a lot of the richest, most successful people on the earth didn't seem to have a very fulfilling answer for that. So I started searching for my life purpose and meaning. And then when I was 26 years old, working in my New York City private equity firm, a friend of mine came over for dinner and she said, what are you doing uh, for a certain weekend? And I, she said that she was flying out to Texas to go on a prison visit. I thought she was crazy. My first thought when she asked me to go on the prison visit was, with her was like, um, no thanks not really my cup of tea, not those people. And that's because when I was 12 years old, a good friend of mine was brutally murdered. So just because of an experience of one, I wrote all these people off as basically being the scum of the earth, and I thought they should just all rot and die in prison. But when she asked me, she was very persuasive. I hope I'm half as persuasive as she was because I ended up saying yes to her and went on that prison visit. And when I went there, I cried my way through the whole weekend because I felt sorry, not for the people that I met, but for the hardness of my own heart, having been a beneficiary of many second chances myself, just as all of you have been based on the hands that you raised earlier. And for the first time in my white sheltered life, I started to realize that many drug rings and gangs are run sort of similarly to some of your portfolio companies. Many drug rings and gangs have boards of directors and they have successful management teams and they have bylaws and they have accountants and they're for-profit organizations selling drugs probably with nicer margins than some of your portfolio companies. What they all sucked at was their risk management strategy. So I wondered what would happen if they, if they were equipped to go legit with their skill sets. 
And that little question right there spurred me to jump ship from my fancy private equity job, move to Texas, and start what became known as Prison Entrepreneurship Program in the Texas prison system, where we taught entrepreneurship to people in prison and character development, and then help them to succeed in always getting them a job first for stability when they got out of prison, and then help them to actually start their business. Uh, also. And uh, in five years under my leadership, we achieved amazing success. We graduated 600 men. We were not creaming on the rap sheets to produce these great results that had pretty much never been seen in the prison rehabilitation sector before. 80% um, of our guys had committed violent crime. But when they got out of prison, we got volunteers like yourselves to hire them. We had a 98% employment rate. We incubated and financed 60 of their startups. And the recidivism rate is less than 5%. And this organization is still going strong now, 13 years later. And I'm so proud of that. Having been raised in venture capital, I'm a really metrics-oriented person. But what I lived my life for was not just to produce great metrics and results. It was for these moments right here the graduation. So the program was really tough. It was the greatest accomplishment of these people's lives. And uh, at the end of the graduation, we put them in these beautiful caps and gowns, and we get them on a stage, and we had a family reunification program with their children. And we still do this at Defy today. And I had negotiated with the warden in advance for the approval to get little teddy bears and little teddy bear t-shirts that the dads would decorate so that they could have a gift to present to their child at the graduation ceremony. So there was a big audience of 300 people, and this is a day that I live my life for. And in fact, yesterday, I was at a maximum security prison that Mark came to and had this exact same thing happen yesterday. We produce this experience all the time, where I say to the 30 to 50 kids there out in the audience, if your daddy is up on stage right now, flossing in his cap and gown, with the, armed with that teddy bear, run up to him. He has a good gift to give you. And then the little kids charge the stage, and daddy picks them up in their arms, and he says, I will never leave you again. And our program on the outside is so strong that we make sure that that is true. And I live for that changing of a generational legacy. So I wish I could tell you that Today, I'm at Defy Ventures and not at the Texas program because I'm a hard-charging, aggressive social entrepreneur. And that is true. But the real reason that I'm no longer at PEP in Texas is because I made some very poor decisions and I got the ejector seat from my own organization that I created out there. That question I asked you, what would it be like if you were only known for the worst thing you've done, became my own story. I got married when I was 22, and at 31, nine years into marriage, my husband handed me divorce papers. It was unexpected for me, and I didn't handle myself well. In the wake of my divorce, I made decisions that I regret to this day. I ended up having some relationships with people who had been released from the Texas prison system. That was not illegal but I knew that it would be frowned upon by the Texas prison system. I knew better, and I regret my mistakes very much to this day. And when the Texas prison system found out about my choices, they forced my resignation. They forced it publicly, and they, they announced my resignation in the media. And when I became nationally known for a sex scandal, I thought I would never have life beyond that. 
when I read what people were blogging about me after the announcement in the media, I tried to take my own life. I hated my guts. I was covered in the thickest wall of shame in my life. And what saved my life was that we had 7,500 supporters at the time. And I sent them a full disclosure letter about my poor choices. And people wrote me back and said, what are you doing next? We believe in you, we love you. And I had been preaching grace and second chances all these years, but I didn't know that it would apply to me like that. I took a year off, this was eight years ago, I took a year off and I went through massive therapy and work on me. And um, it was then that I moved back to New York City, which is my favorite place in the whole world. And very hesitantly and very nervously and cautiously, I announced that I would be launching Defy Ventures because at times in my life when I feel the most alive, I know my calling on earth and this is it. And so even though I was nervous about what people would say about me, my mentors said, you can do this again, but this time if you do it, go big or go home. This country needs this opportunity for healing and for economic opportunities for people with criminal histories. And especially since the election, this country is going to need this work that much more. And so it's six years ago, I announced, here we go again. This is Defy Ventures where we teach entrepreneurship and holistic training. This is my 2.0. I'm biased, but I think I'm one-upping what I built the first time around. And in six years now, we have served small numbers of people across 22 states. 95% of people we serve are men, which mirrors the prison population. But this is a photo here of Kim Morris, one of our women entrepreneurs who has started as successful entrepreneurs. We also serve youth. So, um, in terms of the number of people that we've served, we call them EITs. I think we're all ex-somethings, so I don't like the word ex-con or con or whatever. So we call them entrepreneurs in training. And this year alone, we plan to serve 2,500 EITs nationally in the states where we're, and we're just growing. We have all the nice left to right curves that investors like to see. In terms of revenue, our budget this year is $6 million and today you can choose to make a little dent in that or a big dent if you'd like. And our program is called CEO of Your New Life, teaching them to make great decisions for themselves. We teach entrepreneurship, employment readiness, character development and re-entry preparation so that it's a holistic program that is generating awesome results. And uh, sorry, right back here, this is my favorite before picture right here. These are actually youth that we are serving at a prison near San Francisco. And after uh, getting a little defy in their bones, that's what they look like. And I'm not even exaggerating. And you can ask Mark or anyone else who's been to prison with me how this works. You can think of our model as Con Academy plus Tech Stars, but for people with criminal histories. It's a wildly scalable model where we have 100 DVD courses taught by the nation's best. No one transforms just by watching though. So they have daily peer group activities and then a correspondence program. And then we have the mentoring events and pitch competitions inside prison and then outside of prison as well. So that's what a Shark Tank competition looks like and I'm recruiting you all as my new friends to come and be judges at our upcoming events. And we don't just teach entrepreneurship, we, list, we teach this whole list of topics right here to help them succeed so that they can bond with their families through courses like the five love languages and etiquette training and parenting from behind bars and disciplining your child so that we can reverse legacies in our neighborhoods. And that's Mark with one of our families right there at the California City Prison. 
And then this is a picture of the winners of the Shark Tank competition, which becomes the best day of their lives and the beginning of their new lives. In fact, they're so happy that it makes these men literally jump for joy, so proud in their grad graduation caps and gowns. And the reason that they're so proud is because they earn a Baylor University MBA certificate. Our guys, our men and women, average an eighth or ninth grade education. So for them to get that Baylor certificate is a really big whoop. How's it working out so far? Well, we have a 95% employment rate because people like you choose to hire my people. And because we get them employed and give them a legal alternative to prison, 96.8% of our people stay free. Our recidivism rate is only 3.2% and I believe that it is the lowest in the entire country. Thank you. Oh. And by the way, 95% of the people that we serve committed violent crimes. So these aren't white collar types, things that politicians say are irredeemable. I see redemption every single day. I wish we were a for-profit company because our cost per head is only 500 bucks. California this year will be spending $70,202 to incarcerate one person for one year. We average 20 years in prison for one person. Nationally, 76.6% go back to prison. Defy, it's 3.2% go back to prison. Our social ROI, 294X at least. I'm being very modest and conservative on that. You entrust me with $1, I promise you, we will use it to actually make America great again. And uh, then in terms of our incubator for Defy, we have, we have financed 165 businesses started by own, our own graduates. These are simple cash flow businesses, not your next app, like simple things that will put fast legal money in your pocket. And our businesses have been so successful that their businesses have actually created 350 employment opportunities for other people who are not gonna start, and not everyone's gonna start a business out of prison, that's cool. They can, start, they can get a job instead and our own graduates and some of you become our employers. Here are two examples right here. The guy in the middle of the first picture, that's Koss, the founder of Conbody. After doing five years in prison, he started a prison-style fitness boot camp based out of New York City. And in just two years, he now has more than 10,000 customers. We helped him raise $250,000 in equity financing, and he's hired 12 people with criminal histories. Or this other guy here, his name is Seth. He did five years in prison, and he, uh, he makes these prison bars they're criminally delicious granola bars that he sells nationally. And how do we do this? Because we have 3,500 awesome volunteers, CEOs and VCs who believe in second chances. In fact, I think some of you in this audience, I can't see because it's so dark, but have been to prison or have been involved. If you've been involved with Defy, will you just wave your hands in the air like, look at this. Oh my God, wait, will you stand and do it real quick? I want everyone to see you. So that, okay, talk to these people because I think that they, I can't believe that we have so many of you here. Holy cow. Okay, so look, we have awesome people involved with us. I bet you recognize some of those faces right there. So do reference checks on me with them. Um, and we've won a bunch of fancy prizes and gotten some media for Defy that likes to talk about our second chances. So if you can't tell, I'm super passionate with every bone in my body about the great work that we do at Defy. I rarely travel alone at the, because I run the risk that you would think that I'm just like some pr crazy prison lady. And so I have two graduates of the program who are here with me, but they're like shitting their pants back there behind stage, nervous about coming up here to talk about the worst thing they've done. So I told them they're not coming 
up on the stage unless you hoop and holler and act like a crazy crowd of crazy VCs and, venture, and welcome them up here to celebrate their life transformation. So do you want them to come up here? Okay. Uh, you got a standing ovation and one word hasn't even come out of your mouth yet. How do you feel right now? Um, nervous. Um, and how do you feel, Jonathan? This is surreal, so I'm excited. All right. So um, I, the one thing that the crowd is usually wondering, even whether they'll admit it or not, is what did you do? Um, so let's get the hard part out of the way. Start off by introducing yourself. I want your name, age, where you're from, and a summary of your rap sheet. My name's uh, Quan Huyen. I'm 42 years old. I'm out of Anaheim, California. I've done about 22 years in prison. I was just released last year under a life term for a gang-related murder. Thank you for sharing that. My name is Jonathan Madden. I'm 34 years old, from Los Angeles, California. Just got released doing 10 years for armed robbery. Okay. Thank you. And people aren't born coming out of the womb saying one day when I grow up, I want to go to prison. I want to become a criminal. So can you talk about the childhood circumstances that led up to your arrest? Yeah. Um, my father passed away from leukemia when I was uh, 13. And uh, I just channeled a lot of that anger and frustration into a very violent uh, Vietnamese gang. And I grew up Los Angeles and a lot of my role models were drug dealers and gangsters so I just got into the streets and got caught up okay South Central LA and uh, a lot of people go to prison and they become smarter criminals there why did you decide to transform your hustle uh, actually about eight years ago I saw they started paroling some of the lifers that had done a lot of time so it gave me a sense of hope Hope that will set you free. And you? Well, for me, it was my grandmother that sacrificed so much for me. And so when she came to prison and saw me and the tears in her eyes and the pain and the disappointment, I knew I had to make it up to her and make her proud. Okay. And uh, Quan, you've been out for a year now. Uh, talk about your business. Give him a 20-second elevator pitch. Uh, I'm the CEO uh, and founder of Jade Janitors. It's a small cleaning company that also provides paper products for small businesses. Thank you, and you're very humble, but brag for a second about the success of your business so they can hear about it. Um, I've generated about 60000 in revenue in about seven months. And how many people have you hired? I've hired six people. Six people? Okay, and uh, we have a, a crowd of able-bodied people out here. What can they do for you to help you grow your business? Uh, help me get more contracts. Okay, get your portfolio companies to take on. And are you scrubbing the toilets yourself? Um, no, I'm just helping to sign the contracts. Okay, so he, he's the CEO. <laughs> Not All anymore. Right. Okay, thank you. And Jonathan, tell them uh, where we last most recently met. At Donovan State Prison. And what were you wearing at Donovan State Prison? State blues. And how many days ago is that? Four days ago. He's been released for four days. 
So uh, Jonathan has, is just starting his post-release journey with Defy. And what do you need more than anything in life right now? Uh, a job. A job, okay. And some of these people might be able to hire you. So uh, what's, what kind of skills do you have? I'm a salesman, so that's my best quality. So he might be able to sell the pants off some of your salespeople at some of your companies. Okay, so uh, I'm not asking you to hire him right here on the spot, but how many of you might be willing, you're gonna be at the dinner tonight? You're yes. We're all gonna be at the dinner tonight. How many of you would be at least willing to have an informational meeting or give him an interview? Any hands? Okay, look, Wait, look at those hands. Okay, there are a bunch of hands. All right, good, you'll be employed by the end of this. Um, thank you. Okay, so stay, stay, stay up here with me while I wrap this session. Just stay here looking pretty for a second. All right, so listen, Defy is a very scalable vision. This year alone, we are looking to take Defy to three new states. Mississippi and Colorado are already locked in, and if you want your state to be the next state, well, just write me a big check and we can talk. If you decide to come to prison, you will find it to be one of the most high energy, Awesome, super fun, that's Mike Sue, and even a hip experience with our DJ there. Um, and you'll see that our guys are actually huggable and sweet, and I promise to keep you very safe. So, and if you come, you will participate in the most meaningful day of these people's lives. You will make a difference. Sometimes when people hear us speak at the end of it, they say, I'm so inspired, or sometimes they're like, I'm so inspired, and I'm like, cool, inspired to what? I like action. So right now, you have a choice. After hearing about this vision and this very cost-effective solution, you can choose to do absolutely nothing, or you can choose to do something. So get your answer in your head, because I'm gonna ask you. If I give you an option to do something that you're all capable of doing, how many of you are choosing to do absolutely nothing? Raise your hands. It's dark, but I don't see any hands right now. The power of pure pressure. So if you are choosing to do something, if I give you an option that you can do something, raise your hands really high. No alligator arms, please. Look around, look around. This is what will change our country and give opportunity to the greatest underdogs in America. All right, good, thank you. So here are your options right here. Come to prison, bring your company to Field Trip. Google's hosted three of them. You can connect me with every rich and influential person in America and I will use the opportunity well and you can provide a $500 scholarship or 10 or 100 scholarships. And if you choose to provide a scholarship, this is what it will result in. To see and feel the love from strangers changed my whole life. I haven't shed a tear in 35 years. I'm 47 now and I cried like a baby at Defy Shark Tank competition. In that moment, I knew I belonged to the human family. If you provide one $500 scholarship, you will be giving a new life to somebody. So, here are prison dates right here, and you'll find out more about them if you sign up on the, on, uh, through, through the online um, app. The, the deadline is February 7th, so if you wanna come, also you can come to my 40th birthday party at Pelican Bay, and we can tell you more about that later. Yeah, that's me dancing in prison right there. Okay, so I would like you all to get your cell phones out right now. I'm a little bossy. Uh, please get it out, because you all raised your hand saying you wanted to do something, so I'm grateful for that. Go to defy.upfront.com. You will find an online form that will take you two minutes to fill out, defy.upfront.com. And if you fill out that form in the next 10 minutes, this is your high-pressure sale right here, 10 minutes, and provide at least one $500 scholarship. If you commit to it, we will send you a Hustle Harder t-shirt, and it will be one of the coolest things that you have done in your life. So, finally, 
Thank you for believing in second chances. Thank you for very warmly welcoming us. And uh, guys, I want you to close like we do at a Shark Tank competition. Even tough guys can hold hands here. So hold hands. And uh, on behalf of Defy and all the voiceless people who normally don't get second chances, thank you so much for welcoming us and for embracing us. This has been an amazing opportunity for us to present here at, uh, at the Upfront Summit. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.